0: Hey there, Let's Be Real listeners. I've been gone for a little while. This is what happens in summer. My rhythm just unravels a little bit, but it's been, I think, three weeks since I've been able to join you guys, but this is life. Things come up and they change and we got to roll with it. Most of you, I'm sure, are keenly aware if you haven't been personally affected by a very interesting employment climate that we live in. Jobs are open everywhere. People are trying to hire, but there seem to be no workers anywhere. It's It is crazy when you really, really think about it. And you're like, what in the world? How did this all change? I'm not going to get into any of that, but I want to point out that that employment issue is felt everywhere. I heard on the news that beaches and lakes that used to have lifeguards, there are no lifeguards. There are pools. By us, we're in Wisconsin. We've got big like aquatic centers that didn't open this summer because they couldn't get lifeguards. I mean, oh, that breaks my heart. I'm like, that's like fun childhood stuff. You spend your summer at the pool. And some of those things have just not been available. One of the other things that's been a big impact for me in my own life, in my faith journey, as well as that in my children, is summer camp. Summer camps have also been affected. I talked to a couple different camps this summer. And they're like, yeah, we might have to turn kids away. We can't get counselors. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so hard heartbreaking, like so sad. It was such a huge pivotal part of my faith walk of going to summer camp away from my family on my own and learning about the Lord and having to decide, okay, so is this my own faith or is it really just because this has been my family? Like there is a shift in a decision along the way where you have to decide, do I believe this because my family did or is this mine? And I was like, no, kids cannot miss out on that experience. It's so important. Well, the summer camp that I grew up at and that my kids serve at and go to as well, they had the same problem. So the summer, although I counsel one week every summer, and it's like my favorite week of the summer, I go for the senior high week. These are high school age. They're actually sophomore, junior, senior high schoolers, as well as the kids that have been counselors all summer, they get to then camp that week. So they need older We'll call more mature, (laughs) aged counselors to come in to counsel them because it is now their turn. Well, I always go that one week senior high week. Well, with the fun, interesting employment world that we live in, I ended up counseling for three weeks this summer. It was a blast. I don't regret it at all. It was wonderful. I definitely wasn't able to podcast, even though I did try. It (laughs) did not work out. Spent a lot of time away from home and away from my husband, which was really hard, but we agreed together that this was an opportunity to serve and to step into a role that is much needed. So sacrifices are always involved when it comes to serving. Anytime you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. But what a blessing that it was. And it has been continually one of the biggest encouragements in my faith, giving me hope for the future generations when I go And I see these young people that are there serving, that are giving up time in their summer, that are giving up jobs that now pay a lot more than they did three, four years ago. So it's such a blessing to me to see the hearts of these young people just serving and wanting to impact the kingdom for God. And while I was at camp, I had a number of conversations with some of these young people like, okay, so tell me, why are you here serving when you could be at home? Why do you think your friends didn't come this year, like, what can we do for next year? Like, how can we encourage people to step into serving? What can we do in this crazy climate? So out of a number of conversations that I had over the summer, I actually invited one young man to come and join me. So I want to introduce you guys to Nolan, a young man that I've had the opportunity to get to know over the last couple years, and just talk about what it is to serve, what it means to him, and what that looks like. I hope you enjoy our short conversation and really just take this opportunity to think and reflect on serving as a whole and what it means to you in your life and in your families. Hey, Nolan, welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast. How are you?
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, so we've known each other for probably three-ish years, roughly. Yeah. Maybe. We met at summer camp. However, me as the old lady counselor and you as... I think you were a camper the first year I met you.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: But I have you here today because you have served many, many years at camp as a counselor. And this summer, something a little different happened. Our camp, many camps all over the place are having a really hard time finding kids, students, high school students, college-age students to come and serve. So this year, I somehow found myself there multiple weeks counseling. I usually just counsel the older kids. And you were there for, were you just there two weeks of summer counseling?
1: Yeah, I wish I could have been there more.
0: But we had a couple of conversations about serving and what does that look like? And why can we not find people to serve over the summer? So we discussed, hey, we should podcast this. And I'm sure you have a ton of great ideas. Introduce yourself a little bit. Tell me a little bit and the listeners about you, where you come from, what you do, why you serve. Why you think others may not.
1: My name's Nolan. I was raised in the church. Uh, my family is a Christian family. Um, so that's kind of something I always grew up in. I first learned about Northern Grace Youth Camp through Bethesda um, when I kind of first started attending there.
0: Bethesda is the church you went to, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a bunch of people kind of took me under the wing, and I made a lot of friends there, and then I started going to youth group there, and then Dave Green, the director of the camp, came one time and told everyone about Northern Grace Youth Camp, and then I decided to attend a retreat there, and I had a lot of fun. I think it was that following summer that I went to the first week of camp there, and I'd gone to other summer camps before that, but Northern Grace Youth Camp was probably the that was probably the first time my faith was really largely impacted in the way that it was. So, why I serve there, I think for me personally, I, I want to be able to help other people have that same experience. I remember and I still feel the effects of the closeness that I've felt to God when I'm there and the growth that I've made and the things that I've learned. And I want to be able to be used by God in the same way to be able to deliver the same experience.
0: So uh, to be at camp, though, you have to, you do you work? Do you have to take off work? Do you really have to plan ahead?
1: Yeah, I used up, <laughs> I was going to be there three weeks, which didn't end up happening, but I used up all my vacation time to be there.
0: <laughs> so you gave up all of your vacation time, one, for an impact for the kingdom of God, but also to serve And I'm pointing this out because I don't necessarily know that it is the norm in our culture for, how old did you say you are? 20. So for our early 20-somethings to forfeit work and maybe paid work to go and serve someplace. Why do you think that is? What have you seen within your peer group?
1: Well, I think something that I've seen and probably something that I've been fairly guilty of over the past few years is there there've been long periods of my life where i have gotten a lot of self confidence and a very significant sense of identity off of what i do and what i've accomplished and i think maybe not all the time maybe not in every case but i think in a lot of there's a lot of examples of people who are putting all their time and efforts towards their vocation or like a sport that they want to excel in or anything else in that regard. And specifically in other believers, maybe they don't. It's not that they're like against serving, but it's kind of an afterthought compared to other things that they want to accomplish for themselves. And that was definitely the case for me.
0: So do you feel like once you put yourself in your position, into the position to at least the first time step out of even a comfort zone or to give up that vacation time and step into a role of serving. Do you feel like once you kind of put yourself out there once, that priority then kind of grows a little bit to do it again and again? Assuming you have a positive experience. If it's horrible, I guess you're like, forget it. I'm not doing this again. But does it make it easier for you now thinking ahead to next summer, like a whole year, maybe I'm putting you on the spot. A whole year out, are you already thinking about, "Oh, I'm definitely going back again, so I have to plan for that now."
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course.
0: So it's sort of like, I mean, it's a priority that has to be well thought out and it has to be part of your planning and you have to be intentional about it. I guess my point is, is serving doesn't just happen. You do have to think ahead and you have to plan for it as an important part of your life and this different, maybe new shifted identity in that being more like Christ calls me to serve. So much of scripture will talk about serving and why we serve. We serve because Jesus came to serve. In our attempt to become more and more like him, serving is a very important part of that. What are things in your life that you have noticed that maybe in ways that God has either grown you, stretched you, or blessed you, taught you through setting aside time to serve? If not at camp, in other places, but just serving as a whole and in general.
1: Okay, sure. Well, in a way that it's kind of a blessing is that the more I serve, the more I feel willing to serve or the more desiring I feel to serve. I think it's still necessary to like pour into yourself and to focus on your own faith. But specifically an example of when I was at camp this year, when I'm pouring into kids and trying to do my best to teach them about the gospel and about the Bible, um, I find there's a lot of times where I learn something myself and that's something that I can teach them but it's also a blessing in my own life because it's something that I can take take with me the next few steps. So that's one example. Um, I, I'll be very honest. I, I was I-
0: very humbled by one of my cabins this summer, like smacked upside the head, humbled. So for those of you that don't go to Northern Grace Youth Camp, we have memory verses, and it's part of a cabin competition. And the most kids in your cabin that can say all of the memory verses every day, one each day, and then at the end you say them all in a review, you get big points for the review to go toward your cabin competition. One of the weeks, I, I had a couple campers who were struggling memorizing each day's verse, but we worked really hard. We got all of the verses. And when it came to Friday and they had all said every day's verses, some of them had said the review, right? So that's all of them in a row, and some didn't. And those ones that didn't say the review at that point, I didn't really push them because they had struggled saying every single day, And I kind of was like, I gave up. I didn't encourage them. I didn't really say anything. I was like, good job. I'm so proud of you for saying your five verses. And you want to know what happened? Oh, my gosh. My young little campers taught me a very valuable lesson, which I totally confessed at a counselor meeting, because during our rest time on that last day of Friday, the girls who had said the reviews sat down with all the girls who hadn't, worked with them, taught them, gave them tricks and they all did it by the end of the day. I was so ashamed and humbled. I was like, Erica, shame on you. Like you gave up on these little girls and they came alongside each other and they made it happen. Like, what is wrong with you? You are a horrible counselor. But it was so humbling to be like, girl, never give up. God never gives up on us. And look at what happened. And it was just such a teaching moment for me in watching them walking alongside each other, like as the body of believers should. And I was the one that gave up. And I was so embarrassed, but I will not do that again. Like I saw God work in these young girls in a way that I was like, huh, well, if I didn't see that one coming. So super, super humbling. And just like what you said, you're going to carry some of those lessons with you. That one, I'm carrying that one for a while. Like I was so upset with myself all day. Yeah, for sure. Can you think of any other takeaways that you get from serving, even just being blessed by like, do you gain relationships, friendships in the midst of serving that maybe you otherwise wouldn't?
1: Absolutely. Well, I can think of two examples. One just at camp. I think the friends there at this point in my life are probably the closest friends that I have. And i think it comes as a result of all seeking the common goal of serving god and we all grow in our our faith together and they've all served as great examples to me on how to live out my faith and how to serve so yeah that's definitely that's definitely one way um the other thing too is like i i've coached special olympics powerlifting back at home worked on um uh, being inclusive to all the guys there Um, being a friend to them when maybe it's harder for them to have friends. And then as a result for that, I got a lot of my first jobs as like personal care assistance with them, which was just like a further example of what I was already doing, but I was getting paid for it. So there's lots of ways I get relationships through serving. Um, Lots of ways God has blessed me in the people that I serve with.
0: So if you had a young person, let's say, anywhere from 16 to 20, your age, in front of you, and they were hemming and hawing about whether or not they should give up time in their summer to go serve to council or even just to try something new if they were apprehensive. How would you encourage them to step into that role potentially?
1: I've, I've never regretted choosing God over anything that I wanted to do for myself. I've I've regretted it. The other way, countless times, where I've poured into myself over God, I've tried to build selfish things, which maybe aren't even bad in their own right. But I find it's been far, far more fulfilling to live a life in the service of God than in the service of yourself. Um, So that's probably what I would tell them.
0: I think that sounds like awesome advice. And hopefully, if we have some friends or some peers Or anyone just thinking about like, how do I spend my time? What are my priorities? How do I do with serving? Because this podcast is Let's Be Real. So it's always, there's always a question of, hey, it's time to be honest with ourselves. How do we do with serving? Is serving a a priority of ours? Or is it something we just kind of let other people do? Have we seen the effect of serving in our own lives? And if so, was it positive? Was it negative? And to just take the time to reflect on that. So as we say goodbye to Nolan and say, thank you so much for being here with us today, I want to challenge the rest of the listeners to be like, hey, how do I do with serving? Like, is it a priority? Do I care? And if I don't, what are ways that I can step into opportunities serving in the future? So Nolan, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate everything that you had to share with us. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you again at camp next summer, if not before. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me. I always look forward to the next time I see you.
0: Oh, you are just too nice. I just want to say thank you and encourage you for being a servant and for showing the people around you in your life what your priorities are and that you are here to serve God. Because honestly, those are also conversation starters. When you go back to work after a couple of weeks and people are like, where were you again? It opens up doors and opportunities when we do stir, serve and maybe step out of the things that we can do for ourselves. It does, Yeah, and
1: that, that's literally happened. They're like, why would you spend vacation time <laughs> at a camp doing more work?
0: And what a huge it, testimony it, like, is that. That's like yeah. wide open doors to walk through and be like, let me tell you actually. So good yeah, exactly. for you. Keep it up. Well done. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again next summer at camp sounds good. I want to leave us all with Galatians five thirteen and 14. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself.